Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm David Paul. Today was D-Day, and there was some news that, while nothing like the impact of D-Day, was substantial nonetheless. It's telling of a greater problem that this show is created mostly to talk about and try and sort out. I spoke in the last class uh, about the class I just finished in intellectual humility and how some of the psychological research shows that the first way that people perceive things is how they seem, the seemings they're called. And every day can seem like a D-Day when you realize the significance of what these things mean. A couple days ago, I had the pleasure of attending, I think, what was the third healthy community commission meetings, a new city commission formed to figure out mainly how to fight the opioid epidemic and to learn what is actually going on as far as uh, these drugs. And so it's a narrow slice of a huge problem that hopefully people can feel good about participating in. But what was apparent was that after the third meeting, the chairman and the commissioners feel a sort of overwhelming burden. It seems unwinnable when they hear the DA that was this commission meeting and the diversion programs and the difference between how some programs function and the difference and uh, Last time, I left early because there was a park meeting or a library meeting, and it was just something thrown together with funds to let people give their opinion, and it would have been much more important to attend the meeting, but this time there was another meeting like that, and I stayed with the right meeting. So the focus is the opioid epidemic, and yet... It's apparent that you can't deal with that without dealing with quite a few other things and being aware of everything that's going on. So last time they, I've watched it on the uh, replay and it was the school and they're talking about things that I considered to be pretty good news. Kids are still mainly smoking pot and drinking, which is never a good thing. 
but they haven't moved to all of the other narcotics, especially the crystal meth and, of course, the Oxycontin products that are causing so much harm. And, of course, if you don't know the difference between the two, uh, one depresses you and just makes you swamped, and the other is a elixir of life that turns you into a superman until it kills you. So they're very appealing, and yet we don't find the migration, the one guy from the school said, into adolescent behavior. So that, in my mind, shows that the young people have more sense right there than they're often given credit for. And I suppose it needs to be clarified, the alcohol will kill you, the weed if you don't combine it with other things, is most likely to do the least harm. So some of the behavior, no, if you have to do something, my God, make the best choice, the least harmful one. So I feel for this commission and the almost impossible task they've been given but I applaud our city for making the effort and the people for participating and trying to pull some thing together that will help. I was on a commission for the city, a human relations commission called the Tapestry Commission, and we dealt with some things. We were successful, mainly the chair, Sudell. She was able to get a criminal expungement. Uh, our first case was a woman who is very similar in circumstance to this poor woman, Alice Johnson, whose sentence was commuted today. Now, I applaud that. That was certainly the right thing to do. This is almost a no-brainer. And some of the background from this tapestry commission, all these other not-profits, uh, churches have tried to get people's records expunged for things that were first-time offenses and the convictions ruin their lives forever. So it seems honorable. And our first one was a expungement for a drug crime of a woman first-time offender. It, this was just on her record, which was bad enough for her. But this poor woman, Alice Johnson was put in prison for life for this. It, it, it blows the mind to think that something like that is even possible. And it just shows the utter futility on the war of drugs that has decimated our nation and allowed a lot of other bad things to happen. It's always kind of fun. I hear the scampering of my cats it's the time I try and keep the noise down, but I can't quite plan for that. And there are always things that you just can't plan for. So my thoughts were find out how we can better understand even what truth is, general truth. I've heard great definitions, but truth is correct and comprehensive knowledge. And we can start there. So there has to be a place where the facts matter. 
I was heartened today. At least uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan came out and he confirmed with his other congressman, Trey Gowdy, who was a former federal prosecutor, said about the insinuation by Donald Trump that the FBI planted spies in his campaign. And there's no wrongdoing. There's no impropriety. There's nothing there. And to make a salacious claim like that, an unfounded complaint, uh, complaint is nothing new, of course, for Trump. That's what he does. But it is an attack on the integrity of law enforcement. And that's why I think it is so detrimental. It diminishes the law. It pits like there's two true laws. And let's see which one can slug it out. Today, it seems more than ever that the summit is back on with North Korea. And I thought this, I'm from Chicago, and Dennis Rodman played for the Bulls at one point. So I'm familiar with him and his friendship with Kim Jong-un of North Korea. And on the whole, I always thought that, well, Maybe it levels off the weird somewhat or the dictatorial right to kill. Uh, This is, you know, Roman Empire stuff, Game of Thrones, kill you sort of stuff. And I'm not saying that that's different. I'm not saying that in Saudi Arabia they don't cut your head off or in other places they don't do far worse things for disrespect and disobedience. So some people feel that they have the absolute right and authority to just end your life. I wouldn't want to live in a place like that without some measure of due process. Perhaps the most comical and bewildering gem of the day This news trickles out slowly, and the White House no longer records calls, uh, gives a printout, a readout, fancy talk. But so the way we find out about what our president says to leaders of other countries is by reading their readout. And the part of it that is dead serious is that with these new tariffs and these negotiations or whatever the heck is happening with NAFTA and renegotiating these deals. Canada has been called by the United States a threat to our national security interests. So they can be subjected to our tariffs to which they'll retaliate. But here you got Justin Trudeau of Canada on the phone with Donald Trump arguing about this stuff and according to the reports it got heated and at which point Trudeau, I'm paraphrasing questioned why after being an ally and on D-Day, you look at the D-Day page Canada was right there with us hitting the beaches 
to defend Europe. Uh, they're our strongest ally and trading partner, and it is bizarre beyond comprehension to think of why we would pick a fight with them. But we did. And so in this heated discussion and Trudeau incredulous about why this would happen, uh, like any rational person might be, Trump tried to justify his feeling that Canada was a threat by reminding them that didn't they burn the White House? And most people think he's alluding to the War of 1812, but he might not know when that was. The part he didn't understand was that it was the British that did that. Canada wasn't even a country at the time. And the assertion of it, the mere saying, this you think about Rex Tillerson calling him an idiot and all the people that have done that. I'm very sorry, that's in the idiot spectrum. I mean, that offends idiots. episode, I spoke about wanting to be happy, and I think we should be able to remain happy as we go about life. There are certain circumstances, obviously, that aren't going to be conducive to just making us feel happy, but as a strategy and as a rule, I feel I'm responsible for my own happiness. So it's the way I direct my mind and think and not being a victim of thinking that even though things are the way they are and very bad, the part that I can control is still within my power. You have to believe that. You have to work that. And I think The best thing I can do is to provide a tool that I use that helps me sort these things out. So, I said before that truth is correct and comprehensive knowledge. And I get that from an early 20th century mystic, Albert Benjamin, who wrote under the pen name C.Z. Zane, and founded the Church of Light. Now, what he says about truth has just stuck with me all these years because it defines it in a way that you can wrap your head around it. You know, truth, it's hard to hold the truth in your hand. You can hold representations that you think are the truth or love, which is true. But usually it's an arrangement of how we think that's combined by these seemings I talked about before from the literature and the deeper, more analytical thinking that it takes a while. You have to compute it. So one is fast, 
and one is labor intensive but I think that's what life really is thinking directing your mind I mean you always want to try and do a better job so it's helpful to have a good definition so truth is correct and comprehensive knowledge and I'm paraphrasing here so forgive me but he said that if this knowledge is comprehensive it must embrace the proper relations between all souls and things and forces and entities now we'll stop there for one second because that's a wide broad range of all possible things that leave you unlimited things to plug into the equation but of course we can pare it down and focus on what we're trying to achieve a little easier than that I will say that just giving that some reflection repeated reflection is very helpful but he goes on to say that then this truth becomes a feeling a freeing and a transmuting power a feeling as well as an intellectual perception so we talked about the data the quick mind and here again is the putting together of all these other things relying somewhat on the seemings knowing that our biases exist there so if we brush through it too quickly we're liable to be caught by things that trip us up we're not even aware of I really relish and cherish all the components of this mantra because truth becomes a freeing and a transmuting power we've heard the truth will set you free but then hopefully you continue to transmute, transform, improve, grow, evolve, just become a better being by choice. And that's when you know that it's a feeling, this truth, as well as an intellectual perception that you have kicked around in your mind and refined over time and ever seek to improve if we work at life like that the mysteries don't confuse us and even if they do we have a way to take it under our own power and handle it the way we see fit I'd like to close it out with something happy. My wife said that she liked listening to this podcast 
because it's less political and more philosophical. Agree. I just had a lamp fall over. Uh, let's, let's see what the heck that was. So all I can say is I have new cats, and I'm not even sure I can blame that on them. A lamp, it's it got three bulbs that overhang. You know, it's a swag lamp. Anyway, that thing, for some reason, decided to come over, and it landed well. Nothing broke of the bulbs. And the happiest part about it for me was that I handled it without getting too goofy. I'm easily startleable. I told a story the other day at the uh, healthy communities meeting that because uh, they were talking about what what ails people, what makes people go to drugs or other sad things, and. Uh, I mentioned that they hadn't discussed undiagnosed head injuries. A lot of people have been hit in the head in their time. And uh, that's really a common, um, as I study my Spanish on Duolingo, I like to read the comment portion and how some phrases through different languages, that platform covers over 40 languages, I believe, but how idioms and sayings from country to country will vary. So in the United States, we, yes, we say, did you get dropped on your head as a baby? And uh, that ought to be the first question asked in many instances, at least what is your history of head injury? Because that and all the other things bleed in the uh, what world unraveling dissociative disorder that affects us that's the reason for this podcast but here we are with uh, the closing moments of this show and i wanted to talk about international save the oceans day how great that people are getting out there and trying to clean up our oceans and stressing the awareness of our correlation and dependence on the ocean. It's a symbiotic, you know, like Star Wars, uh, relationship without the ocean. Well, I'll say this. We need the oceans more than the oceans need us. So life came from the sea, and life will continue to come from the sea if we protect the sea. We're now in a position where, and we are currently actively destroying it. So... We should get around to being actively saving it. So that's good. Our world is a work in progress. That is to be sure. And then I have something else just to close this out. I woke up today to the paper full of horrible news. Uh, we have a local case of a poor child that died from the abuse and it took years to uh, convict his mother and her boyfriend for beating him to death in ways over time that were noticed and not noticed and that you know there are many tragedies in this story uh, the fact that nobody cared or stopped it but what was done was horrific and that's what covers the paper today I also found out that Anthony Bourdain died of a suicide 
And so I want to give this number, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-TALK, and that's 8255. So it's 800-273-8255. And I can tell you, despair is something I am no stranger to. And if you're sad and you need to talk to somebody, please call this number. The day comes again if we're here to meet it. And if you check out, you just don't get to try again. Try again, my friend. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's get it. (laughs) 